4, verses 4 through 8. And I encourage you last week to try and memorize 4 and 5 for this week. And I hope you worked on it. Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. So, um, that's what we talked about last week, and, and I encourage you to learn that. Um, and then what this continues on, those verses say, Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy... Think about such things. So that's what we're going to try and memorize over the next couple of weeks. This week, I, I, we're going to concentrate on verses 6 and 7, which I would ask you to try and memorize for next week. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. And, and so we're going to look at those this week. Um, and, and in this whole sort of idea of giving thanks that I think is very well summarized in these verses, last week we talked about being joyful. And what we said last week was that um, the unfortunate thing is that many, many people really don't enjoy life. Um, they just kind of muddle through it. And their lives in that process are filled with anxiety, stress, and pressure, and there's very little joy. And then now you throw this component into the mix, it's Christmas time. And, and Christmas is supposed to be the hap- happiest time of the year. And yet, for many people, it's the most stressful time of the year. And, and so, I want to look at, as part of our Encouragers uh, plan and as part of this series, um, reducing the stress level in our lives and, and how important that is. And Paul gives us three great stress reduction techniques in today's verses Philippians 4, 6, and 7, where he says this. Let's read them again. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Reminds me of the story of the woman in church whose child went to Sunday school and... and, uh, there at the church, and, and, uh, and she attended. And after the church that day, she, she thought it would be good to invite the Sunday school teacher and a few other families for church over for dinner. And so she did that, and as they sat down for the meal, she looked at her six-year-old, and she said, Honey, why don't you say the blessing before the meal? And the little girl said, I, I, I don't know what to say. And, and the mom said to her, Well, just say what you, what you hear Mommy say. And so the little girl bowed down, and, and she said, uh, Dear Lord, why on earth did I invite all these people to dinner? Yes, no, yes. <laughs> I kind of like that one. It's bad, I know, but uh, but I like it anyway. Um, it's like the other little kid in Sunday school. He gets up from his craft and he walks over to one of the adult volunteers and he looks. He says, hey, are you a Christian? And she says, yeah, I'm a Christian. He says, uh, do you read your Bible every day? And she says, yeah, I read my Bible every day. He said, do you pray often? She goes, yeah. I pray often. He looks at it and he says, We hold my quarter while I go to the bathroom. <laughs> That's a smart kid. <laughs> okay. Enough of that. 
If I don't give you horrible jokes, I get comments. Okay. So, today I want to talk about stress reduction because if we, if we have a lot of stress in our lives, we don't get to experience uh, joy and we're, it keeps us from being thankful. And this is all about being a thankful people and how important that really is in our lives. And so uh, it starts with this, point number one in your notes, don't be anxious about anything. That's what Paul says. Don't be anxious about anything. Now, we've had this discussion numerous times. If you've been coming here, you've heard me talk about worry before. And you've heard me say this before. Wouldn't it be nice if it was that simple? Don't be anxious about anything. If we read that and we said, oh, okay, I don't need to be anxious anymore. Jesus tells us not to worry about tomorrow. Wouldn't it be great if that would stop it? And yet, you know what happens? We keep being worried. And we keep being anxious. And I keep talking to people that are worried and anxious. So I know we need to keep talking about it and working it through in our lives. And hopefully, uh, as we continue to talk about it, we'll, we'll begin to take on the idea that uh, worry and anxiety is not something that God gives us. It's, a, it's something you completely picked up and learned in a fallen world. It is foreign to the way that you're supposed to live. And yet, it seems so normal because we're surrounded by it and we're inundated by it. We had it given, almost all of us were given it as an example of life. That it seems ridiculous to say, you're not supposed to worry or be anxious. And yet, scripturally, that's what we're told. By Jesus, by Paul, it's a pretty significant deal. And, and I wish it were that simple. Just... No problem. Don't worry. Be happy. And off we go. But, but we have to really change our dynamic, our paradigm in life to make that start to happen. And none of us is perfect about it. But, but we need to look at it. And we need to continue to look at it. And we need to keep talking about it until we begin to turn the corner a little bit. Um, the thing about worry or anxiety is it changes nothing. It's a, it's a huge waste of time, which is why the enemy introduced it. Because if he can get people worried and anxious, they become ineffective. They, they, and here's the amazing thing. This is the thing. God's given you a holy imagination. Do you know that? See, God's a creator. God created. And he created you in his image. And in that, he made you creative. And one of the most creative things that you have is a holy imagination. You, you, and it's all of his creation has this holy imagination, and and you can use your imagination to do amazing things, because you know the Bible even talks about that you can ask God things that beyond that you can imagine, and here you have this holy imagination that you're supposed to be putting into His service for all sorts of stuff, and yet our our imaginations get corrupted by this false thing of anxiety and worry. And we take amazing amounts of God-given creative energy and use it on things that nine times out of ten, ninety-nine times out of a hundred never happen. And, and what God wants us to do is live differently and not be consumed by those things that other people are consumed by and trust Him 
and really not be anxious and, and learn to deal with our anxiety in different ways, deal with our worry in different ways. And, and we need to stop worrying molehills in the mountains, which is what we do. Jesus said in Matthew 6.34, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow, worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. So, having been here for a while and having had this discussion with me before and having it again, um, and, and hopefully knowing what I've taught you from the Scripture about what we're supposed to do instead of worry, you ought to be able to answer number two. Instead of worrying, what are we supposed to do? Pray. There you go. Point number two. But in everything, the Scripture says... Pray. Philippians 4, 6. But in everything, by prayer and petition. Instead of worrying, pray. Instead of panicking, pray. Instead of feeling anxious, pray. Instead of getting angry about things that you can't change, pray. Pray about everything. You've heard me say what I'm about to say before. I looked up everything in the dictionary. Do you know what everything means? Everything. About everything. Don't be anxious about anything, which means anything, and pray about everything, which means everything. So it seems pretty straightforward. And yet, again, what we struggle with is we are so turned upside down in this fallen world by the premise of worry and anxiety that it seems abnormal not to fill our lives with it. And, and so it's like a bad, familiar thing that we go back to. And yet it's a useless, useless amount, uh, useless thing with your time and your energy because it changes nothing. Worry changes nothing. Guess what? Prayer changes things. Prayer, and the amazing thing about prayer is this. Sometimes when you pray, your circumstances will change. But sometimes when you pray, and this is more often than not the case with me, my circumstances might not change at all, but you know what happens? I change. God changes me. And that's good because there's a lot of changing that needs to be done. And God's pretty faithful to use circumstances to do it. And if I get all anxious and worried about it, though I don't get what's going on, and I waste all sorts of time, and I waste, I, I waste massive amounts of holy imagination that I could be using on something else, consumed by worry, fear, anxiety, all these things that come up. And, and so what we need to do, once again, is, is really work on Moving to God in prayer. That whole series we talk about, about um, getting connected with God and what that looks like. And, and you know, maybe you'll remember uh, the prayer of anxiety that I taught you, which is very, very helpful. And, and uh, I had you write it down. I had you, uh, you know, we looked at a, a different prayer last time, but we did this prayer of anxiety. Simple prayer. Anybody remember the prayer of anxiety that I taught you? Oh God, oh God, oh God. If you didn't get it last time, write it down this time. Oh God, repeat as often as necessary. And, and that, see, that's a reminder. And what you need to do, and we've talked about it, when you feel that worry coming on, and I've, I've tried to describe that feeling to you, and I know it's different for everyone, but, but it's, it's, because of its origin, you can feel it happen. And, and for me, it's like my, my insides get upside down. I don't know how else to describe it. I'll be just fine. And all of a sudden, everything flips upside down. And I'm not fine anymore. 
And it's because either somebody said something to me or I've heard something or there was something on the news, which is why I don't listen to it much anymore, or somebody, somebody, and, and all of a sudden I went from being in a good spot to being in a not good spot. That's how that feels to me. That's when I get to make some choices. And I can either run with anxiety and worry there and, and use my holy imagination in ways that it wasn't intended and start thinking of all the possible scenarios of what might possibly go wrong to somehow try and prepare for them or I can realize I have that feeling and just go, oh God, oh God, oh God. And then ask him, God, what are you going to do? What do you want me to do? Because worrying's not going to fix it. So I'm going to hang out with you. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to look to you. I'm not going to panic. I'm not going to be afraid. I'm just going to hang on to you. Let's go. You just show me what to do. And you go. And he's with you. And you don't need to worry. You don't need to be anxious. You need to look to Him in everything by prayer and petition. That means you start to talk to Him. You ask Him, uh, you, you know, for what He's going to do. When you can ask Him what you'd like to do. He may, you know, but may not be that. But it's just about connecting and the importance of getting connected to Him. First Peter five seven says, "Cast all your anxiety on Him, because He cares for you." That's another one of those words, all. Anything, everything, all. Are you get, catching the drift scripturally? Cast it all on Him. That, that word cast means to let go of it. Give it to God. That's what we're supposed to do. You let go, you let God, you, you, you give it to Him, and, and you don't get consumed by it. And yet, it's a constant. We have to bring it up all the time because we, we struggle. It's a, it's a place of struggle for most of us. And so we, we have to make these choices. And then... Third thing is to be thankful, is to be thankful. Philippians 4, 6, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Um, We talked about that some, and we've been talking about this series, an attitude of gratitude. And that the, the thing is that grateful people are the most emotionally healthy people on the planet. Ungrateful people are extremely unhappy people because they're consumed by what they don't have. Thankful people are focused on what they do have. And, and there's always something to be thankful for no matter what's happening in our lives. Now, I say that, and, and you know, every morning, as part of what I do is I get on that website and post five things that I'm thankful for. And I've been doing that now for 120-some days. And I got to tell you, there are some times when there are situations in my life where, where I have to really think about what I'm thankful for. I could be having a big argument with my wife or something. That actually does happen sometimes. And uh, I don't feel like being thankful. <laughs> and yet, I think, okay, well, that's where I'm going to find life, is by being thankful. And so I stop and think about it. What am I thankful for? And I, I, I make myself go after there. I, I, I think about, and there's always something, always something to be thankful for. And that's, that's what changes my focus and gets me back in the bigger picture and, and makes life make sense again. And so we, we always need to be thinking about those things in our lives. First uh, Thessalonians 5.18, this is from the message paraphrase. It says, thank God no matter what happens. This is the way God wants you who belong to Christ Jesus to live. 
we, we need to operate in an attitude of gratitude. We need to be thankful. Which is why I encourage you every day, be thankful for five things. It's why we do the, the wristbands and the website and the, everything else. is to just make that little thing. As simple as it sounds, I'm going to say it again. If you take this simple process, be thankful for five things and encourage two people. It not only will change you, I believe it, God will take it and change the world. And if you ask me why, because God has this way of taking things like that offered to him in faith. And the, the, the place where I think you see it is a picture of the, the five loaves and the two fish offered in faith. Because that's all they had. And so five loaves and two, faith, two fish offered in faith to God fed thousands of people. What was one small boy's lunch fed thousands of people. Why? Because it was offered in faith. A simple thing offered in faith to an amazing God can accomplish things we can't even begin to imagine. And this is what God has called us to, this simple act. Being thankful for five things and encouraging two people every day. And so, I want you, if you haven't started, start every day. Being thankful for five things. The result is not only can God do amazing things in the world, but he can do amazing things at you. And one of the biggest immediate payoffs is peace. The peace of God. Philippians 4, 7. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So that, that scripture is not hanging there by itself. It's hanging there with 4.6, which we just broke down into three parts. Talking about anxiety. It says, don't be anxious. Don't worry. Pray about everything. Be thankful. And the result is that the peace of God, which transcends understanding, which means it doesn't make sense, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So rather than being anxious and afraid, you get the peace of God guarding your heart and your mind. And that's where life is found. You never find it in the anxiety and the worry. You, you don't change anything there. Life isn't found there. It's found in that place of peace with God, which is just pointed at right there. Paul says, this is how you get there. Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, present your request to God with thanksgiving. So don't worry. Pray. Be thankful. And you get to experience the peace of God in your life. Peace of mind. Which is what, what it looks like when you're not stressed. And we talked about this being stress reduction. That's what happens. It's the blessings of God in our lives for getting our priorities right. And our perspective right on Him. And this peace that passes understanding then is made available to us. Not being worried about everything. But in everything. Praying. And being thankful allows us to experience the peace of God. And that's what I hope you get from these simple steps, is to know his peace and not be consumed by everything else. Just know his peace, that he loves you, that he's for you, that he's with you, and that's how he wants you to experience life. And so that's that part of giving thanks. Get the peace of God. Don't worry. Pray. Be thankful. And off we go from there. Amen? Amen. All right. If you're watching by video, thanks for watching. If you need anything, call us, write us, let us know. If you're up in Williston, God bless you guys.
good to see. It was good to see you last week, and uh, look forward.